0: Hey everyone, Frosty here. I've finally started getting these shows uploaded to various podcast services again. Some of these episodes are a bit older than the day they became available on the service you're currently listening to it on, so please keep that in mind. One other quick note, these shows are now also sponsored by a wonderful company that provides two Japanese snack box options, Co. and Tokyo Treat. They're both great options, but act a little bit differently. Tokyo Treat is solely focused on snacks that are the latest, most exclusive, and that are the limited edition or seasonal flavors of snacks you might enjoy now. So things like Sakura Pepsi and Japanese sake Kit Kats. Also comes with ramen, drinks, and much, much more. Skorko is solely focused on supporting the local Japanese snack makers, which include traditional, authentic, and artisan snacks. They'll also come with Japanese teas and special items like tableware. If you have any interest in either service, please use the affiliate links in the description. Each sign-up supports what I do here with MogTalk and it would be greatly appreciated. Just in case, the URLs are team.tokiotreat.com slash mogtalk or team.sikora.co slash Thanks everyone and enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to Mog Talk, episode 292. At this point, uh, I have some wonderful guests here with me today uh, to talk about some uh, a cool topic we all kind of share, an experience that we all went through in some way or another, and just uh, you know have a good, fun conversation about it. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community, discussing everything from savage rating to chuckleboat racing to complaining about Party Finder. As that one YouTuber says every single show, that's fine. <laughs> we'll find a way to fit it in here. Um, <laughs> before we get too much further, I want each of you to kind of introduce yourself, and if you wouldn't mind, Rook to take the lead here. Tell everybody kind of who you are.
1: Hi, yeah, I'm Rook, and I'm here to complain about Party Finder. Yes. I, I have to get it. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Rooker Rookery. You might recognize me from a lot of the other stuff Frosty does, including the World Races. I was really bummed to not be able to be a part of this last Criterion one, but it looks like it was a blast, and I'll be there next one, Frosty. I'll be there next one. But uh, it's so good to be back on Mog Talk again and here with everyone. I'm a content creator myself. I focus mostly on Final Fantasy 14 and also a couple other MMOs here or there. Uh, but I really just love the game. I love the story, the lore. I do all the content in it from casual to hardcore, uh, including role playing. That's right. You heard me. And I, yeah, a little something happened that kind of brought us all together, right? That was mm-hmm. it that we all, we all commentated PvP we all or work- something at FanFest?
0: Maybe I, I we, maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't know. We're all full of I ourselves. Didn't? That could be the other thing that's in common. No, don't don't that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we're all extremely humble. Don't listen to this man. I? <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it. we'll figure out somewhere along the line if it was a fever dream or not
0: yeah uh,
3: yeah
2: it does
1: feel like a fever dream it does I'm,
3: actually I'm, yeah. i know right but yeah. i am so
1: happy to be here frosty and uh really excited to get to chat with all of you because it's yeah. a wild experience that we've all had now so
3: yeah
0: all right all right uh, brian brian can you tell everybody who you are as well Sure. My
4: name is Brian Ricardo. I'm a content creator on Twitch. I focus on Final Fantasy XIV PVP, but I do other competitive games, like fighting games from time to time. And I've been part of the community for like five or six years, maybe even more at this point. But you can find me doing commentary for PVP, coaching, anything really. Community events and yeah, happy to be here.
0: I'm glad to have you here, my buddy. He was my (laughs) co-commentator at NA. Yeah. Uh... All right, all right, Liffy, tell everybody who you are.
2: Yeah, hi, I'm Liffy. <laughs> all right, let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh.
2: Jokes aside, jokes aside, uh, hey, I'm, I'm an eSports shoutcaster. I do a bunch of stuff, I do some League of Legends, some Valorant, uh, this other MMO called World of Warcraft every now and then, but of course, also... Mm-hmm. Uh, the one or other Final Fantasy thing and uh, sometimes I help Frosty uh, lose his sanity on these world race projects and uh, do some stuff over there and yeah usually you just catch me yelling at my screen for whatever <laughs> really game people get let me do it so yeah, yeah. hi very I'd happy say- to be
0: here. <laughs> In this group, uh, if I was going to rank us uh, here, Liffey is, has the most overall commentary
1: experience. You got me really nervous for a yeah, second. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, if I was going to rank who's the best here. Um- oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> best? Yeah,
0: me? Uh, no. Uh, Liffey has, like, tons of just general overbroad, right. like, not overbroad, I guess broad yeah. experience with uh, commentating. I've, I've
2: been doing... I've been doing esports for I think five and a half years now and covered like I've covered every level of competition from like smallest community tournaments with like five viewers up to world championship finals for Valorant for example on the German broadcast so I've I've seen I've seen a lot of stuff
0: (laughs) yeah good and bad (laughs) And I would say, like, you know, past that, uh, Liffy also helps lead all the commentary that we do for the World Races currently for Final Fantasy. At first, he came on as just a commentator and evolved into this, like, lead role for all of our commentary uh, that we do with the Savage and Ultimate Races uh, so far. And it's been a blast uh, having him aboard, I... and his expertise has helped out quite a bit. So... I like... I like
2: how you're able to make, uh, your juggling time zones on a fucking spreadsheet
3: sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult!
0: What, what's BST plus one, Libby? Oh my god, don't remind me! <laughs> oh my gosh. Look, it's, but,
1: it's actually a huge, it's a huge accomplishment, those spreadsheets, so don't undersell yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. But it's great to have all of you here. I mean, like, it, we we all went to FanFest and we did uh, the casting, the commentary uh, on stage. And it's, uh, it's a stressful situation to be in. I, I would think almost no matter the experience, just trying to figure it all out. This isn't something that happens a lot. Square Enix doesn't do a lot of in-person events for PvP or competitive commentary-like events at all. Uh, I mean, Gillionaire kind of counts a little bit, I guess, as a, a PvP event, right? No,
1: was <laughs> and I 1v1'd each other, and it was not pretty, and I'm gonna get you next time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sad I couldn't be there. I was there for the online one back uh, before Endwalker, uh... And so I had a little bit of jealousy. I was like, man, I should be up there. but then I remembered how badly I lost and how I did it, too. I did everything horribly. I was like, you know what, maybe it's okay I wasn't there. I don't need to showcase my stupidity any more than I already have. So uh you know, <laughs>
2: you just you just you just go in with the plan to make the most memes
4: possible. Mm. Everything else does not matter. <laughs> yeah. Man.
0: I'm too try hard. If I was there, I would be studying so
3: hard.
0: <laughs> I couldn't, man. Uh, I just can't fit that stuff in my brain. I just can't do it. And they come up with some <laughs> really wild questions sometimes. Uh, that you know, it's
2: just,
1: it just, it they weren't as bad as they could have been. They weren't <laughs> as I, bad as sh- they could have been. Is all I'm gonna have say. I shown,
2: have I shown you the the uh, the cipher question Kevin gave us in mm. preparation for the event? I'll. I need to. I need to get that to you at some point frosty okay oh, you, okay you can take a look it's uh, very fun so it took i took me 50 minutes okay. with hints to figure out was oh, 50 it was minutes 50 <laughs> you minutes, all thought yeah.
1: it was bad to try to figure out what primes are in the raid in the 24-man raid this was literally like a mathematical calculation that was just dropped in for our preview questions <laughs> it was brutal it was brutal
0: oh yeah i know kevin kevin was uh competing in the eu fan fest back in paris a while back yeah and now he's on board working for square enix (laughs) uh and that's it's crazy to to just keep remembering that like i was commentating over this guy playing on stage back in the day and uh he's worked his way up to where he is now uh and i think he did a pretty good job over there What do you guys say yeah definitely yeah yeah Yeah, kevin is a
2: Gem and a treasure, and we love him. He's so
1: sweet. (laughs) He works so hard. Honestly, I mean, so much. Oh, you both know too. Like, we all know either EU or NA, seeing how much the community team works on these fanfests is just. Staggering. Like, you know it's a lot of work, but when you actually witness it and you're just sitting there going, have any of you slept? When was the last time you ate? Are you okay? And it's just because they love it so much. Like, they're so passionate about it and making mm-hmm. it the best that they can. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. And yeah. it's a humbling experience. I could tell you, you know, Brian and I, uh, when we were doing the EU one and we were going backstage and everything and uh, and we are just seeing everyone working their asses off. On- I was trying to scissor myself asses for working their asses off because they were (laughs) all right (laughs) it was like uh every single moment I was like I'm only going to take up as much as you need me to right (laughs) Right. I don't care otherwise just get your stuff done be you know try to survive the week because it's not it's not a pleasure cruise for them they don't get to come and party like the rest of us like Brian and I we just had our small little part during that event and then after Mm -hmm. that we're just like hanging out chatting with people and everything else right and so but they they have to be on for like the entire time basically um the the best part
2: or the biggest part is what people not attending didn't even see uh kevin and julia were actually dancing for the long fall during mm-hmm. the Primals concert afterwards as well. So they had to prep that
0: on top of everything <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We didn't know that they were going to do that over at NA. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I uh, I was working really hard on all that. Reinhardt was in the background working uh, a ton on it. Uh, and, no, sorry, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact one. Is it Okiomi? Is that
3: hmm yeah okay, it goes okay. by so many names yeah oh God, okay. yeah. Danielle.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 danielle, yeah, yeah, danielle yeah. they were working really hard on doing so many panels during the event themselves right. right while also trying to get us into a good spot to where we felt comfortable and we could do stuff for the pvp event uh and right. it's not a small thing like a lot of those stage events now granted the concert's pretty big. You got to get instruments set up everywhere and do a big rock concert and all this stuff. The presentations, you have kind of table set up, mic set up, and the screen set up. The PvP setup, you have to get computer set up in there. You have to get all that done like really quickly and get it all organized in a perfect manner to where it just doesn't go, you know, nothing goes wrong between all these other panels. So it's it's one of the heavier lifts I think out of all the the stuff that they had outside of the concert. i can't sure. <laughs> can't compete <laughs> with that but uh yeah i don't know uh i I'm super impressed with them and what they were able to do uh now the e u one um i'm I'm a little bit jealous that you guys were only had the five thousand people. I feel like that would have been oh my so, God, much really? fun, so much more fun and intimate, <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah. there's so many people at NA that it was just hard to just manage, I don't, for me it felt like, Rook, you were there, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because NA, I think the times when the crowd was the most overwhelming, um, was when I walked in for the keynote like that that morning like when I'm sure we all those of us who are at NA remember walking in and just seeing a an Endless ocean of people because the sheer amount of people that were there. It was incredible. It was staggering It was gorgeous. Right. I I turned to my partner and I was like all of Limsa is here playing oh <laughs> live. I was like, amazing. Um, it was so great. But really, the only other times that I think I felt that like huge wave of people was with a lot of the, the line stuff or with like mm-hmm. the merch area. In those cases, it was really overwhelming. It was funny because with EU Fanfest, even though the audience was smaller, the venue itself, like it, it felt like it was still like a really big group, you know, like everything was really well filled out. There were a lot of activities and things to do, all the zones, there were like a ton mm-hmm. of different things that you could do in them. And every single kind of zone had its own little like seating area too, so that you could sit down and relax and um, do all kinds of things. There was like the crafting stations. And yet it didn't feel like like markedly less people. It, it still felt like the space was really filled out. And like mm-hmm. with the audience itself, Um, It still felt like, oh, this is like a big group of people um, in in, like this big, you know, huge, huge, huge group. Uh, So, yeah, I didn't really notice too much the feeling of Hmm. the difference other than in those like select moments.
2: To be (laughs) fair... The, I think the only reason everything, nothing got really super overcrowded was the fact that 90% of the people felt, uh, at least it felt like it, were lining up for the info desk and the merch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does filter a lot of people out, I'll be honest with you, yep. to have people lined up for a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, and you can kind of just go find the stuff that other people aren't doing. I did zero activities while I was there. Uh, you know, I know they have a lot of things Based that you could do. Same. Yeah. There's just no way. I was like, I could spend time standing in a line for an activity or take this moment to go find somebody and talk to them. Right. And that meant so much more to me (laughs) than going and uh, doing any. activity. I know they work Uh, hard on it and everything else, but it's not something that uh, I I've always said this. If they just rented out a convention center and it was just tables and chairs and that was it. And every once in a while, they'd come on stage and talk it'd still be just as good to me personally <laughs> probably um,
4: yeah. yeah i did, did the battle challenge at na did you um, yeah i did that yeah, too. yeah yeah i i um i pretty much did staff privilege i was like <laughs> I was just like, I, can i join my friends group and they let me so i didn't have to wait in a line for it yeah, yeah i i, I felt bad about that
0: uh i i i still have my patch here i didn't cut it i still got it right here all right. Um, and so uh I I felt bad any moment during it being like, hey, you know, I can't just go through.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do that
0: at all. Uh cuz I didn't want to you, I it felt like I'd be taking advantage or abusing it at that point. But at the same time, a lot of your time gets taken up and you have to like show up and take away time that you would have spent doing other stuff if you weren't working the event. So it kind of tries to yeah. make up for a little bit of that, but, um, man, I, uh, Liffy, this was the first fan fest you've been to, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. This was my Ooh.
2: first ever fan fest experience. It uh, was quite something. <laughs> <laughs> How does it <that> compare
0: <laughs> to like a lot of the other events that you've uh, gone to?
2: Um. So. The only other kind of big conventions I've really been to is stuff like Gamescom, right? And mm-hmm. of course, like your local anime uh, cosplay conventions, right. stuff like that, but that's not really the same. So, this was the first time ever I attended a convention just specifically for one specific thing, and... Mm-hmm. It's just such a completely different vibe mm-hmm. with having every single person around you with at least one common interest and everyone is like into the same thing. It is, it's is—it's quite the difference from just being somewhere else where people generally are just around, not even necessarily for something you even care about uh, just mm-hmm. because everything is in the same location. So it was, it was awesome. It was really, really awesome.
0: Yeah. For me, it's it's always surreal. I'm gonna be honest; it, like completely, yeah. yes. like you never really expect uh, to get humbled by something by seeing so many people who are just happy. Right? <laughs> everyone's just happy. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's you know there's little grievances here and there, but a lot everyone's just excited because they're in this event that is like not. It's not easy to get into these events because mm-hmm. uh, they can only have so many people go to it. Back in the day when the 2014 FanFest happened, um, you had about an you had a couple hours maybe to get tickets or so uh, when they were just, you know, you went online, they're like, okay, buy it and it sells. I was like, okay. And then it was like minutes, then it was seconds. And then they're like, okay, we got to do a lottery. We don't know how to really make this fair right. for people. And it's unfortunate we've kind of gotten to that point, but just, there's just so many people who want to be there. And there's, yeah. uh, it's it's all Square Enix can really do uh, to to make the best of the situation. Uh, but everyone who does go really really wanted to go, right? It wasn't like people who uh, you know was like, oh, I guess I'll go. I got a chance to go. Well, whatever, I'll make it out there. Most people went because they were and. There's always going to be a couple little, you know, <laughs> angry, just out of nowhere for why are you even here. But ninety nine percent of the people there are all just high spirits, like this is fun. Uh, oh look, it's a Grahatia cosplay! Squeal and then run towards it, right? <laughs> and so that's like most of the crowd that you're dealing with. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I do want to go to a Gamescom one day. I do. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big it's- deal. <laughs> it's uh,
2: quite an experience to be at gamescom yes
0: yeah yeah i i <laughs> i know i know final fantasy 14 has been at gamescom before or was it dream hack yeah. that they were at yeah Oh, no, they've been at oh. gamescom yeah okay okay uh at, who was it it was jess that was moderating back then mm-hmm. right yeah she moderated oh, exactly so. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that's
2: how i that's how i got uh to know jess in the first place uh until i ran into oh, really? her again on the on the mock talk team Yeah. Wow! Meta-red, yeah, Gamescom 2019, it's the the first time I like really uh, got to interact with like the the Final Fantasy side of the convention, basically. Also, mm. where I got my first picture with Yoshi, Yoshi P. So, <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. full circle now. It's kind of funny.
0: <laughs> so, how was yeah. Yoshi P. behind the scenes for you guys over at EU? <laughs> <laughs> <Busy>. He
1: spoke <laughs> entirely in English, perfectly oh, okay, um, monologued it. the whole time. No. Um, I mean, it's funny because it is I mean, you probably had a similar experience, I would assume, right? Yoshida-san is an incredibly important figure. He has mm-hmm. a lot that he is doing, and um it was it was funny because you know, There were times where we'd be backstage and i just like turn and like, Oh, there's Yoshino-san! And he's just like standing there, you know, he's just getting ready for whatever. But more often than not, he's kind of like, heralded by a small fleet of his, like, Japanese team that's just surrounding him and kind of shuffling him from point A to point B or whatever he has to do. Um, I didn't find him to be at all pretentious or anything like that, though. I've had people ask me, you know, was it a meet your heroes kind of pitfall where you realize that he's different? And I was like, no, no, he's very much how I expected. Like, he's very relaxed. He, you know, just is very happy to be there. Like, you know, with all the events and things, he's so immersed in it. He cares very much about things being meticulously correct. But, like, his entire schedule for the whole weekend is planned to a T. So it's not like you just walk up to him and just start chatting away. You know, like, he he has this big team around him. And when we did get to interact, a lot of times it was working with them because even backstage, right, he, again... It speaks Japanese primarily. I'm not sure how much English he actually speaks because I'm sure he speaks more than he
2: Oh yeah. He does 100%. On stage, like one hundred
1: percent. But even backstage and things, you know, he'd be communicating mostly um but he was so happy to meet the PvP teams and excited to shake our hand and we, you know, were able to arrange a picture with him ourselves and Yeah, so he was pretty much how I expected, very relaxed, in control, um, very important, you know, lots of people kind of buzzing around him, um, but not at all pretentious about it. And like, clearly, he loves the game and he loves these events and you could see him light up for the fans and just really want things to be absolutely the best they could be.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know. Uh, I've, I've had the luck of doing this. Uh, this, this was my third time going on stage for the EU that, well, not in the EU, but for FanFest PVP stuff before, right? Uh, so I've had the, the luck of, uh, running into him and interacting with him and every single time he's just kind and nice and he's just like, yeah. thank you for being here and thank you for doing this. Right. Um, yeah. and it is so humbling and you can't be mad, right? Sometimes you, you like uh, you play the game and you're like, this sucks. This system sucks, or you know, this this is horrible. And you get frustrated at the game or something. Throw all that in the cr- trash immediately. You-, <laughs> you lose all negativity. It's gone. It- <laughs> Everything's excused due to the kindness that Yoshida will show you uh, in person. And I think a lot of people experience that, even if they're not working behind the scenes and with them and everything else. If they just see him in person, he's just so friendly, literally to everybody um and uh I, I i remember we had this time we had a small interaction about the check and just having him sign it and i talked to him a little bit about you know what he was going to do and everything and i think uh uh what was it and uh <laughs> right i don't know if you're around when i did a recap of it i went back and watched our 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 show and i oh, was yeah. i assumed by the way, I assumed everything was miserable, horrible, went as bad as it could be and I was miserable. And I was just like, you know, I I did I did my best. I'm going to assume oh it went on stream. What? And then I went back and I was like, man, that was not that bad. That was okay. Uh, okay. Then, but at the very end, you know, I was convincing Brian to give me a high five in that circle. Well, as we were leaving yes. the stage and I forced him to come back and then we did the high five. <laughs> I went back to see if they caught it. It's there. It was there. The like one second, like it goes from us, zooms in on Aya and you could see the circle behind him and our hands collide. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, like, yeah.
4: I clipped it.
3: I
0: clipped it. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, and then uh, immediately after that, I was just so high on energy and Yoshida was sitting there clapping. I just like tackle hugged him. <laughs> he just like embraced it and it was great it was great uh, but yeah i've done I, i've seen yoshida a handful these times and every single time he's he's the exact same as uh, you guys are talking about he's just uh, a nice yeah. guy um which is just so weird it you, you know you assume you're if a jaded, cynical person like me. You see someone; they're a CEO, or they're like a director, or a production person. They're being nice on stage. You're like, oh, that's their stage face, and then you just assume oh. they're, you know, a jerk behind the scenes or whatever. And it's all it doesn't carry, but it carries past that a lot. Yeah, he's uh,
2: very authentic
0: the whole way through. Basically, that's uh, really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that all being said, uh, you know, this was all surrounded about doing this for pvp as well uh and final fantasy 14 pvp community has been growing like crazy in endwalker like it's it's just like it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger back brian you remember back in the feast days man getting yeah. a light party event that was like Hard. <laughs> months between months someone had to like get it together and try to like make something happen uh but now it's like every weekend there is an event going on of some sort right every like even during the weekdays there's some level of get into pvp event the community is just like Mm. uh back there thriving for it and so it feels pretty good like we're at the starting point of like what final fantasy 14 pvp needs to be um and a lot of people seem to be excited at the event as well now granted You know Brian we did have I you might I don't know if you guys had that advantage or not but we had the advantage of 100% people had to be there to save seats for <laughs> Primals concert so no matter what you know we we're going to have people in there but all of them were excited and they they had a lot wow. of noise man it felt it felt so surreal to like say something and have a crowd respond to you, and Liffy, I'm sure you felt this before in your previous bullshit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, this is unique and special. Okay, <laughs> for me,
2: for me, this was also a very new experience in that regard. The biggest crowd i've ever casted in front before fan fest was uh basically like 15 people for like oh, really? a super small local wow event yeah i mean i was on stage for gamescom a couple of weeks b- earlier beforehand but that was that was a stage like corporate presentation kind of thing with amd that i did so you had the crowd but it was a little bit less about anything esports and a little bit more about mm. You show a thing, you show a slide, crowd cheers, next slide, crowd cheers, et cetera, et cetera. So this was mm. this was very different and a completely new experience for me, but holy hell. Yeah. I'm never I never want to go back to remote esports broadcasting. I've just <laughs> everything on stage with a crowd nonstop. Yeah.
0: Like I I just didn't like it's so weird and it's a fear you have, right? At least for me it was go on stage and to ask a question or ask the crowd to respond or cheer or do something and you're just like please don't be crickets (laughs) please 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 do something make some noise and then they respond and you're like yeah all right let's do it the power is here (laughs) yeah uh, it it was it gives you
2: so much energy it's insane like uh it was we we got on stage, and you could see that like. I want to say about half of the seats were filled, maybe a little bit more, but a lot of like empty seats on the sides. Like you had the diagonal oh, yeah. seating uh, mm-hmm. off to the side. It was very, very <laughs> sparsely filled, basically. But yeah. it
1: was not very, very sparsely filled. It was about start. like so, half to start. three quarters, half to three quarters. Yeah.
4: The, the media section in the beginning was like straight up empty. It was just like me and a couple people, but like it did start fill, especially towards like grand finals. Yeah, 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 so, yeah.
1: we had more and more people. I mean, it was the same thing even with NA. It was incredible mm. to see like as people started yeah. getting brought into the hype. Yeah, like, exactly. His energy is so contagious. And um, I know because I was watching in the audience while you two were going uh, at NA and it was awesome because I heard all sorts of people around me that at the start were kind of like, Oh, yeah, well, primals is coming up or oh, we could do dinner. I think we'll do dinner in like five. And then lo and behold, they were there the entire time and they stayed until the end. And awesome. I heard those exact same people being like, PVP is actually really fun. <laughs> <What?"> <laughs> like, that was so hype. And it was like the same with EU. I mean, it was incredible seeing people get more and more into it and start to realize that they could actually grasp what was happening and that they were cheering for teams. I mean, the the fish love fish. by the end was huge. Like people Absolutely. were so invested in fish. All the rest of the fan fest, we had people come up to us and be like, fish was so good. Like I was, and like, of <laughs> course, people were excited about all the teams in, in many different ways, but to actually see folks come in having no knowledge of the teams, probably no knowledge of pvp although there are pvp lovers but then Mm. to walk away being like i was cheering for this particular team i loved it it was so much fun and yeah by the end it was all filled like it was amazing to see that so many folks had come and we had so many people say afterwards to us like i really love this i had no idea how much fun this could be and i was just like yes play pvp (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: yeah
4: Yeah. Uh, I, I was so happy with uh, EU versus OCE finals too. That was super cool to see. The what? That was so
2: unexpected as well. Oh, oh
0: yeah, because... sorry, 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 sorry. Go, go, go. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. Yeah. I forgot OCE was in. EU. <laughs> fish, uh, fish, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I we
1: forgot. had the
2: Oceania in there the same way Australia is part of the Eurovision Song Contest. You know, yeah. <laughs> 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 they're are all, all honourable Europeans in some way. You know, right? But right. No, uh, it was it was a bit unexpected because we yeah. like we had, because Fish as kind of the Materia team. We were worried. Did they even have teams to practice with? Did they really? Did they really live up to the same level of competition? Because also, like in the prelims, there weren't that many teams. Fish only had to play one series to qualify. Uh, same, uh, no, yeah, one series to qualify in the prelims, and mm-hmm. that was compared to the bigger mass of EU teams and especially the level of competition we saw out of the EU teams. If you look at teams like Esports Ready or uh, Hopeless. We were like genuinely concerned. It's like, okay, is Fish going to put on a performance? Uh, are they going to make it to the grand final? Even Boubons Ranch looked pretty solid, so we were not really <laughs> expecting much from Fish. And like watching them turn around, such a fantastic performance, make it to the grand final it was it was magical.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, awesome. it
0: was... NA kind of had a similar thing. We maxed out almost every single match. Like, we played almost every single one, except for the, the final, final. I didn't make it all the yeah. way to the five, but almost every single match that could be played was played. Uh, I don't know if you got. Did you guys have a similar thing over at EU? Or were there a couple 2 O's? I can't. Uh, I don't actually remember.
2: We had. So. Yeah. Up yeah. until the prelims. Uh, so the there was the offline qualifiers the prelims and then of course the uh, the semi and finals in london offline qualifiers were i think exclusively stomps mm-hmm. uh, the A prelims stomps. were the also majority stomps except for bubon's ranch those were absolutely insane <laughs> and nail biters like literally Imagine the semifinal against fish, but every single series that Boubons Rand <laughs> played was like that. We had a, seven third. minute we had a seven minute overtime with Boubons on on clockwork,
1: I think it was incredible. like it was it was one of the most hype overtimes. And that was one of the things about Boubons that everybody was so engaged by because their overtimes are, ridiculous yeah. like there will be a single person alive with one health and you're like they're god and then the entire team is back on the point and you're like how did you get it <laughs>
3: yeah. oh, <God>. yeah.
4: <laughs> I think on stage it was
0: 11 minute one right
3: yes
0: yeah, Crazy. I remember yeah, there was at least one overhead. match in it and it was kind of like that. We're like, when is this going to end? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, I, I think we had more. an eight-minute one. <laughs> they kept going, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it was as intense as the ones you guys had, but it was a lot of like, all right, well, all they need is we're sitting here looking at the crystal. Someone has to get off point. <laughs> <laughs> for, it's just five minutes of looking at the crystal waiting for someone to get off the point, and that was it. Uh, but yeah, I... God, it was. Ugh. I wish. I kind of wish we had the updates to PvP currently that are in game during the time that we were commentating. To be completely honest,
1: I'm uh, sorry. We did get those. We did have those. Oh, you had all yeah. those updates we, live we on had stage. Them. Yeah.
0: Damn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as is customary, at least in the world of Warcraft community. Um. Uh, Thank you, NA, for beta testing everything for us.
0: Wow, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> oh my god. So wait a minute, did they put you guys on a test server when they were playing? Or was it No,
2: they implemented they implemented the quality of life changes uh after FanFest Vegas, even though oh. it wasn't part of, but then they of they like implement a more? balance change patch. Um so what they implemented that we had for fanfest europe was uh for fanfest uh, london was uh i think the just the some of the overlay stuff like the crystal marker where the crystal yeah. needs to go mm-hmm. stuff like that um the aoe color whatever they formation. yeah and wasn't there something about the overlay i already forgot again what it was <laughs> but basically just these like graphical and ui quality of life changes for crystalline conflict that's what we got no other like gameplay changes
0: yeah Brian and I put a good amount of practice into just making sure we understood the overlay and the UI and everything because it was kind of hard to read sometimes but it, it takes you a second <laughs> to get to it Brian yeah see has seen it a lot more than I have or probably all of us combined has <laughs> uh, but like it's like it's there, there was a little bit of wonkiness at first but yeah they are making changes as they see. What's going on during the event? Yoshida sit. I don't. Did he sit in the front for you guys? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yes. I remember the moment when I was taught. I was casting and everything, and then I looked down and I see Yoshida looking directly at me, <laughs> cross legged like, on the floor, <laughs> just sitting there. And I'm like, "All right, I <laughs> do it." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I didn't see him at all when I was on stage. I <laughs>
2: Yeah. It was super entertaining because uh, we had our caster desk a little bit more to the left side, so we had like a side view on the crowd, but could still see the crowd pretty well from where we were sitting, or at least I could. And mm. I was I was looking out every now and then, and at some point in between, always. Yeah, I mean, of course, your eyes go to Yoshida; like you want to see. Okay, how is he reacting? What's going like, on there? Smile. He was, he was, <laughs> he was <laughs> hands up and. Leaning back and forth yeah. and being in the action. I think, he, I think he had a good time. It was really fun to see. Yeah. I,
1: like, I wish I had seen Yoshida in the crowd. Because in my head for weeks beforehand, I imagined what it would be like having Yoshida-san watch us come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was legitimate. I was just like, Yoshida-Slan is going to be there, he's going to be there on the floor, and he's going to see us saying words about his game, and we're going to say them, and oh god, I hope they make sense, and I hope that they're fun, and, and I was like imagining and imagining it, but anytime I go out on the stage, like afterwards, we had friends and stuff even ask, like, did you see me in the crowd, and I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I don't see any individuals, like, I look out and it's like the energy, I'll like, I'll yeah, feel exactly. it, I'll feed off of it, but it's as if looking out at the crowd my ability to recognize faces is just gone it like it vanishes from me because all of my focus and my attention and everything are just on like the stage and the energy and the feedback and so i didn't even see him because i just had like Mm -hmm. blur vision
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think the crowd like the reason i was thinking about yoshida watching is because he's looking at he's like how can I make this better at the exact same time, right? How can I make this over, overall experience better? And so I'm sure he's looking at this and he's trying to pick pieces from that. And yeah, Brian and I were the beta test. <laughs> or, you know what? We're probably the alpha test in that part. You guys were the beta, you and then guys it's JP's going
3: have...
1: gonna... to <laughs> have a great time. Yeah, I felt like I felt like it was so funny because you can see, like pieces of it coming together across all three of the events right um Mm -hmm. and it was funny because like with with a lot of the stuff with your show um i felt like there's still you know some how do we want to do esports within final fantasy 14 right how do we format how do we like where do we want to have interviews? How do we want to structure this? Where are we going to put sponsor shout outs? All that kind of stuff. Um, and it, I mean, it all came together beautifully. But of course, you can kind of see where then with like EU iteration, we they were kind of like, okay, this, this or this and that and we'll take this and we'll leave this out and we'll put this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that was so funny from EU was that I mean, we've talked about it. And I think everybody was very aware of it as well as that we had so many technical problems on the stage, mm. which is just part of what happens anytime there's a live production, a live show. Um, but we've had people since ask us, you couldn't see it in the live stream, but in the crowd, there was a point where Lithy and I stood up and turned around and sat on the caster desk because our monitors went black mid-match
3: and we couldn't see anything.
1: And so, like, we literally couldn't see the match. So we just had to turn around and sit on the desk to look at the big
4: screen. Wow. I, I mean...
2: I, I've I've been saying 27 inches is overrated for gaming, man. You gotta get the uh, <laughs> what was it the the 10 meter the 10 meter diagonal big screen thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it's at.
4: Yeah. I mean, like, good on you guys to like think of that on the spot because there was like no break at all. Like once the monitors went off, you guys just turned around and like kept kept it going. Were so. you
0: guys off to the uh, side of like they were the two teams and you guys were to the side? We were like right in the yes. middle for Brian and yes. I. Uh, and, like, if I would turn around and look at the screen, I don't know if I could commentate on that, so I would have turned around and I would have been like, ah,
1: there's stuff happening. You know, it was just, it was our theater background and yeah. our esports background, like, collectively, that moment where you're like, and the screens are black, great, let's find, I'm... Let's find an alternative. Is that screen black? No, great, like,
2: I'm so I'm I'm just so glad this was not the first time my screen died while casting <laughs> like you, you it's it's studio technical issues it happens so much that your screen goes black and the first time you're like oh oh no what do I do but I think this was the seventh or eighth time this happened to me, and I'm the, I'm just like, oh my god. Okay, geez. screen's black. Whatever. Where's the next one that I can cast off? I I don't care. It's gonna get fixed in like either ten seconds or never. So whatever. Yeah. So,
0: so, like with uh, that, uh, the 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 defense that I would put on that is this is the only on-stage computer, you know, event they have the entire time. But yeah. Lippy, act, like the other events you did, I'm sure it had more than just that one computer event that there is more probably the main focus of it so <laughs> maybe it's just not that uncommon frosty
2: i think i think you're uh, you're overestimating other setups a little bit there <laughs> Am I? no oh. i've i've legit i've legit ran into situations where i had only one singular screen and that one died on me so i was at some point i was like
0: Oh, hey. <laughs> guys, my oh, stream went that...
2: black. I would like to cast more, but I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. It's yeah. it's tragic, but it happens. It's you, just, what, you, you
0: could just it. turn over to like probably what Brian and I would have done. I was like, Brian, look over at the their, their computers over on the other side. I'll go over here, and we'll just stand behind them and start commentating behind the players, and just, <laughs> <The> players? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and just start. Commentating oh my chair. God, that's good,
4: good. You see, guys, I wouldn't have thought of any of that. So I'm happy you guys could have done of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys could have done that because you had the you had the belt pack oh, mics. Yeah, yeah, I had did. the headsets. We didn't oh, have yeah. belt pack
0: mics. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. We 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 could talk about that more later too. But like, there's.
4: <laughs> the, the it was the very set. different, honestly.
0: Mine mine fell out of my ear at some point. So if you look at a lot of pictures, you could see like it hanging out of my ear. Uh, so there's a lot of pictures that I'm just taking there well the other one was in but that one i was like i tried to put it in i was like i'm not gonna mess with it anymore i'm just gonna leave it i can hear out of one and talk in the other one uh and it still worked out and i could still kind of hear through uh, you know it gave me a little bit of additional local healing hearing i guess so it was fine to to have it out um but uh i uh, that's part of it and man, on stage commentary is so much different than remote commentary. They're both great and they both have individual issues. Remote, it sucks having to rely on everybody's internet to work for a remote thing <laughs> to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being there, you know, what, mentioning that real quick tangent, it is a miracle that we have not had the server going a fritz or some major issue happen with the servers going down in the right. middle of an event like we it happens every once in a while with final fantasy 14 the servers start to get a little unstable or something just every once in a while but we have dodged it every single time yeah uh, with Thank pvp events god <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually, would be so scary uh it,
2: it, it would be actually i want to i want to I want to jump in because I have a question mm-hmm. for rook on that on that tangent since we're already talking about the on-stage stuff. How different was casting on stage compared to performing theater on stage?
1: Mm. Ooh, good question. Um it's I mean, it is pretty different, right? In the sense that um the scene that you're building is much more directly interactive. So I think that was a big thing. Like I've, I've been on stage or had to do things like where you work with a crowd, but in the sense of like having an event with esports where the peaks and falls of the action, right? Like you want folks to get caught up in, in it. You want them to be excited about it. So it's not like you know, having a scene that you know, oh, I'm, I've am i really nailed it if the audience is crying, because it's like you want to instead have a totally different trajectory of action where you are like directly involving them in the process and making them feel like they are a part of it. It's probably closer to like improv or like how it feels to do like an improv show or like a, an improv comedy show um, when I've done things like that more adjacent because there's that back and forth, that call mm-hmm. and response. Um, but it's also just very different because you are orchestrating it all around this specific action that's happening. Um, and like what is going on with those matches and how you pad that out, how you deal with the technical elements, how you coordinate having all the players on the stage. I think that's probably one of the biggest differences that it's not like you're all actors on the stage. (laughs) You have, like, (laughs) such a huge range of folks that have different backgrounds, you know? Um, Julia, was her first time ever on stage, and she did amazingly. Um, And, you know, her and Kevin with hosting, but they have their own experience as community team members. We have a different experience as commentators. Yoshida-san coming on the stage, you know, it's very different for him, and the players are not at all entertainers. Like, they're just players. They're just 14 players. So... Mm -hmm trying Just to bring 14 all the players,
4: players Just well, they, they players, don't have huh? mics and stuff <laughs> well, yeah. you know
1: what i mean yeah. like, <laughs> they're they're lovely they're wonderful wonderful people um and they are entertaining but like they are not you know they're there to play they're not mm-hmm. there to like you know do all the other stuff You're right, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, trying to coordinate all of those different facets and then tie it all together with, like, the technical elements and then deliver it to the audience so that the audience can be excited, too, is definitely a very different experience than, like, being on stage with a bunch of actors. You've practiced it a hundred (laughs) times. Like, you know how it goes. You know how the ensemble is. You've done a million tech rehearsals and, you know, dress rehearsals. So, that chaos definitely is real (laughs) Different yeah. and it's it's thrilling though, because you just like you sink or swim, you know Like you either just go with it full speed or it's gonna fall apart
4: <laughs> Yeah, I, I told people if the commentary went bad, I was just gonna go in my hotel room and just
2: like die
4: Brian Ricardo's over it's done. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's, it, it, I felt like it went super well for Eminem, yeah, so was, I
0: like, mean happy. Yeah. And I, I think I was talking to you, Brian, when I was like, you know, all this stuff seems so stressful, like going up to the moment. But as soon as you sit down and things are working, at least at the, in that moment, right? Yeah. And uh, you you start commentating like we've done before. You just yeah, get exactly. into it and you just run with it. There's you don't think about like being on stage anymore. You just start to feel comfortable. Like you, a lot of that stuff seems to go away once yeah. you just start doing it.
4: Yeah, my only fear, like I said, was, like, the technical stuff. And yeah. luckily, we didn't have,
0: like, that much. No, we problems. didn't have that, fortunately. Uh, yeah, no, no, we didn't have that, luckily. Uh, there there was some stuff, you know, uh, that we went on, and there's a couple of things that was like, you know, I did my diva thing. You know, I went up there and I was like, No, it can't be this way. I can't oh, yeah, commentate you did. Like this. Thank thank I you did. for speaking <laughs> up. <laughs> I was like, the only way that we can commentate is if you change this. Right? Yeah. And I, I did I did that a little bit and i think that you know that's part of the expectation at least within this side of coming on stage uh, for final fantasy 14 is that this is not something they do very often and they need you know our input uh, and they can either take it or not take it but i'm going to come out and say hey this is the mm-hmm. ideal situation this is how we could work and make it yeah.
2: better um, yeah we annoyed them a lot leading <laughs> up to london about things we would we wanted things we would have liked uh, stuff like that Mm-hmm. basically until until the show started we were making changes and talking about things yeah. and
0: same uh, same
4: and, for and, us and yeah I
2: things, walked yeah.
0: up on stage thir- like <laughs> while we were all dressed up and I was like alright well t- I could talk more about that stuff too but there were <laughs> things right there were just there were things that like I was at like at least mention the monitor the, how okay. the monitors were. <laughs> i felt bad about this right uh but like the monitors were facing in a way that would make us jam our chairs into each other and it was really just like awkward and i i made the guys come up unscrew the monitors from the bottom take a drill and move it over into a completely different angle and reorganize the whole thing so we could have our space and we it was could necessary yeah <laughs> I think it was necessary uh and it made it made for the better show i think 100 yeah. um and i i'm it's guys it's so different,
3: <laughs> different
0: it's so different and there's just stuff you gotta like know to look for and do and luckily you know, again, I, I've gone through this motion of this exact, not the exact same thing, but very close with doing this in 2018 and 2019. Uh, and so I, I had an idea of what to expect when I got up there, things to look for, things to kind of smooth out. Um, and they have a lot more. The PvP segment, while there's a lot that goes into it, is not the highlight of FanFest. It, it's good. For me, it's a highlight, right? For us, yeah, it's a highlight. Us, yes. But the keynote revealing the trailer, the new jobs. You know, a lot of these panels meant a lot to a lot of people, right? PvP was our thing that we were doing on there, and it was a big deal to them, but they had to focus on a lot of that stuff. The primals had to be focused on... Like, a lot of these things are really important pieces of the puzzle of FanFest. Uh, and when you go up there, the reason they... Bring you, and <laughs> they have you is to help them with that section, that panel, that show. Uh, and so I, I did my best to try to help with that too. Uh, I, I feel pretty good about it. I feel like uh, again, you guys did great when you were over in EU. I wasn't there personally to see it. Brian was, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was saying uh, like that.
4: <laughs> Brian was there,
0: but <laughs> I'm very proud it of my so ability good. to admit jealousy and envy. And it was there. Okay, <laughs> it was there hey what not do you, you think how
2: i felt when i was watching vegas
1: you know
0: yeah it's, you know it's okay the rook was there <laughs> Yeah, rook was the rook with the pope of him what a jerk
1: i'm uh, such a jerk sorry everybody
0: <laughs> but yeah no it looked like it was really fun i i you know i wanted to be there too but uh i i i understood my situation and not going there was the right decision but i'm still gonna throw my shade when i can um <laughs> the uh i forgot the exact thing that i was saying right before that but i love being there and i think that uh i'm glad they gave us a chance to do this i i'm glad they're still doing this right they're still pushing they revamped pvp since feast completely to this new version and they're putting a lot of work to try this new mode and everything else and they're putting on stage and, of course, I'm looking forward to what they do in the future with it. I'm looking forward to see what the JP FanFest side of this, you know, what that looks like, too. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe we'll have more changes after that as well. And Trail PvP, uh, I think... I'm, I don't know the complete sentiment of Yoshida, but I think after these events and everything else, seeing kind of the c- PvP community, I know Yoshida's pretty involved on the JP side for the PvP community as well. Right. That we're going to see, hopefully, some more pvp stuff going in 7-0 hey, and forward uh, besides just you know, fanfest crystalline conflict the uh global
2: championship you know mm-hmm. oh my God.
3: <laughs>
2: <Please>. <laughs> i i really wanted to talk to yoshida about it but we did not have a quiet moment to bring it up sadly so we'll have mm-hmm. to relegate that to another time but
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, i think i
2: think the potential is there we've done we that in do the it.
0: community before but we've never done that like an official. i think it needs to be done like by an official stance right they should pro yeah what yeah. would be exciting is if they took uh i don't know how to really get that going i don't think they should take the first place from each one because I don't feel like that would be enough games. Maybe, like, the top uh, two from each and try to make that work out. No, and, I don't can, know. Give
2: us the top four from every region. You get 12 teams. You do, like, a full tournament. It's going to be a blast. Jeez. You do, like, two or three days.
4: Just bang mm-hmm. out
2: some matches. going to be
4: epic. Yeah. I think Yoshi Pia's heart would absolutely love that, but, like, what the rest of, like, the community... Yes.
3: want that yes. 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 Absolutely. No, i'm going to speak said. for the whole community i'm the
1: community yes well yeah. this is okay then let's let me, make it happen well, let me <laughs> let me elaborate more i should say right we talked about this earlier right on on the podcast the fact that the tickets and things particularly for fan Fest, are so they're they're so prized right it's yeah. as the community just continues to grow there is more and more of a desire to be a part of the these events that we have in the community mm-hmm. and there is there are only so many people that can actually be a part of them. And so we see that a lot of folks can't actually go to things and they, you know, maybe they can't get in on the lottery, Uh, they really wanted to, or you've got Frosty, who is side eyeing us going over to EU like, Mm -hmm, man, mm -hmm. I wish I could just get a ticket to EU if I'm in NA, like, there's so many, there's so many things where we see more and more that just having FanFest once every two years in each region is mm-hmm. something where the community, they want to engage. They want more stuff. They want more events to be excited about. They want Square Enix yeah. to put on more things for them. And so even if folks aren't super invested in PVP specifically, I really think there's potential that they could. I, I really think with Crystalline Conflict in particular too, it's something where it's watchable, it's fun, it's exciting. like. And if uh-huh. Square Enix were to be involved or we got something like a Global Cup, that's another event yeah. where folks can be excited about the game and they can be invested. I mean, we have our world races with Mog Talk, and you see how the community lights up, even if they aren't raiders. So it would be amazing to have something like that. And I, Rook, speaking on behalf of the community. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, yeah,
4: I agree with you saying I, I wish so much for that. But like, just from my POV it doesn't seem like too much changes happen for example i was a media for the eu event so i had some pvp questions for yoshi p and mm-hmm. none answered, <laughs> <None> answer. <laughs> and and none of the other media slash influencers ask pvp questions so i know that's not a tell like that pvp is not popular right now but i just would love to see that be shined in like the media side and stuff so like
0: that. i think the the ideal the best solution they could really make for this is they just wrap up this plan they have with jp fan fest and then maybe in 7 and going forward start releasing serious light party online stuff right because right now light party barely exists in official capacity outside of the uh, regional championships and so yeah. what they could really do is figure out how to implement that within the game in a way that would be not like it was before, because <laughs> it was not great before, because there's only a handful of teams that would queue up, right. and then they would have to talk to each other on Discord, it felt kind of <laughs> like trading out that <laughs> way because you're like, well, these are the only two teams that could really play at that time, right? And so if they started trying to do something a little bit more official uh from the uh square enix side and implement some of those things in game and move forward with a system that would work with each region i mean we've talked about windowed queues and everything else like say uh certain times on the evenings in each region the the evening that's in that region (laughs) to the uh actual uh queuing up and let people play and then ladder up and then do an official tournament online tournament Uh, later on because they do an online tournament every once in a while but uh to to get one that would be based off of a ranking from online queuing systems
2: yeah i think i think a team leaderboard in general is then like the next logical step and the kind of the the foundation you need to lay out before you go into developing like a proper esports scene for this game if you are interested in doing so. Of course, purely hypothetical. If you if you want to stick with what is going on right now, just get community the community together and do a tournament a little bit more, and like it it isn't supposed to sound uh, sound sort of devaluing, but do a tournament a little bit more on the level of a show match rather than a proper like full on esports competition. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying FanFest is not a proper eSports competition. Like, it's 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 as close as we are going to get to a proper eSports competition. Right now, it's so. yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's already at a really good spot. Uh, but, like, laying that foundation out is probably one of the most important things. And I I really hope... it's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen and i do think as we talked about earlier already right there's so many new people now playing pvp and thanks to the fan fest tournaments Mm -hmm. i also think and same as you guys in vegas right uh rook and i afterwards we got so many messages and so many people uh telling us that they are gonna try to pvp now they uh, they're really getting hooked on it and I think it's just doing a really good job at kind of promoting this extra part of the game that a lot of yeah. people, I think, over the last few years with the end of Feast and everything pre-rework kind of had written off as dead content, so to say. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Also important to note, sorry, I just wanted to interject super fast, yeah. um, because there was a comment uh, mm-hmm. in the chat. Uh, but with Light Party queues, right? The community has been keeping Light Party so, so, so alive with their own community tournaments and things like that. Um, Definitely more so though, I think in the discussion context, like in relation to just kind of general in the game pug Light Party, right? Like Mm -hmm. just going someplace and saying, hey, who wants to just do Light Party, right? As opposed to those like specific community sources, I think the sort of commentary or discussion about Light Party being something that is very inactive comes from the fact that it's not a mode that we can literally play in game right now. And stuff like this discussion about, you know, could we get the team queues? Could we get a team leaderboard? Could we have a separate thing with that? I think would open up new horizons for this game mode because it's the most fun when you play it together. And the limit breaks and pairing them and the strategies, (laughs) it's meant to be a team game. Hey
0: everyone, we are sponsored by Tokyo Tree and ScoreCo again this month. So let me go ahead and give a quick rundown for those who are unfamiliar with our sponsors. For Tokyo Tree, it's a monthly Japanese snack subscription box where you will get up to 20 of the latest and most exclusive limited edition and seasonal flavor Japanese snacks that are only available in Japan for a limited time. Things like Sakura Pepsi, Japanese sake Kit Kats, ramen packs, and much, much more. And for Co., it's a different option. It's a monthly subscription the Japanese snacks as well, but it's directly focused on supporting local Japanese snack makers. Each box comes with 20 authentic traditional artisan Japanese snacks, including some Japanese teas and tableware. And of course, every month they have a theme for these boxes. And so let's go ahead and explore what those are for November. For our Tokyo Treat box, it has a focus on Mount Fuji this month and uh, if you think of Japan usually you think of Mount Fuji in some way but maybe not Mount Fuji snacks. Let's go ahead and go over a few of those. Here we have things like the Mount Fuji green tea cake, Mount Fuji sandwich cookie, uh, has some sweet potato sable cookies, and wasabi potato chips. I am going to try one of these snacks now. I figured really what I'm most interested in is the green tea (laughs) cake. Uh, cause I'm a huge fan of green tea. I actually, when we, uh, were getting uh, married, I, I requested green tea, uh, ice cream cake <laughs> for our wedding. So let's go ahead and take a bite. Here's the packaging. I already started opening it before I got it on camera. Sorry. Oh, it is extremely soft here and actually huge. Uh, I can take a look at that real quick. Um, you can see it just comes apart very easily. Wow. This definitely tastes like green tea. There's a strong green tea taste to it. Very sweet, fluffy. And this... Hmm, all right, this one won. I'll it. If you need descriptions, you always have descriptions in your box as well. With your booklet, let me see what it actually describes it as here with the green tea, uh, cake. Oh, I'm not gonna pronounce this right. Sakura Prefecture, right next to Mount Fuji, is home of the best green tea in Japan. Alright. Enjoy a bite of this yummy sponge cake filled with sweet and light matcha green tea cream. Uh, it is, uh, absolutely fantastic and i'd recommend you guys try this when you get your boxes uh the very first thing that you try all right guys let's go ahead and check out our other box for Sikoriko we have a beautiful box with all their wonderful treats in it they are actually partnering with the Saitama uh, city for this a limited edition box you can see a little gold inlay there again i'm gonna start collecting these i'm sure they have both traditional and modern aspects of japan one step away from tokyo It's also known for their pears. And so we have some pear gummies in there alongside of these Castella Cakes, Curry senbai. It's a lot of really good snacks inside of it. Uh, It also comes with these cool chopsticks. Let me get those out real quick. Because we have been getting little dishes in our boxes, but we haven't gotten chopsticks yet. And so I'm kind of a little excited about that. All right. So, yeah, this is uh, part of the tableware that you will get from uh, Sakura Co. Let me go ahead and take it out. Yeah, you can take a quick look at the chopsticks. Uh, So, yeah, no, okay. Perfect. Very excited to get chopsticks this time. But, yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick look at one of their snacks. Uh, the gummies were <laughs> already kind of interesting to me. So let's go ahead and try the gummies out here. It's clear. Oh, they smell so good. Holy crud. I just got a whiff of it. It's, Whew. You can definitely smell a pear. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Again. One of my favorite thing about these snacks is that they're not overwhelming like they don't like they're not super sweet sugary they just they're balanced out well well enough that you can just devour them you can just eat them one after another so thank you SocorroCo for this amazing amazing box thanks guys for taking a second to watch me eat some delicious treats (laughs) hopefully you guys will be eating some delicious treats as well when you sign up for either SocorroCo or Tokyo Treat Uh, of course when you sign up use the link below uh, that link actually supports the channel, so wonderful tasty snacks plus supporting Mog Talk in the World Race it seems like a pretty good deal. Uh, but either way, thank you guys all for being with me today, and I hope you have a wonderful time. Enjoy the rest of the show. It's, it's yeah, completely exactly. against playing together right now how it's implemented in the game. You can only queue <laughs> up alone in casual yeah. and in like ranked, right? And so without the community uh, doing the light party stuff, there wouldn't be teams practicing. There wouldn't be teams having competitions. There wouldn't be a light party scene at all. The community holds up the light party side at all currently. 100%. But, But... We need Square Enix Eh, need. They could do whatever they want. It's their game. They can do whatever (laughs) they want. All right. I need to be completely clear about that. Yes, yes, yes. For Light Party to succeed and push forward, official presence has to exist within the game as well to where people can show their skill on a on Lodestone. They have a ranking board and they're ranked number one team or whatever, and they could be the farty boys or whatever, and they'll be number one rank right on the website. They (laughs) we need that ability to do that um, yeah. and I think you know they tried to do that in the past but it wasn't a system that worked with what the current state of the community could handle and yeah. they could there there's a good handful of ideas of how to get it to the starting point to move forward and then grow it from there because uh, one day maybe they can do just completely open queues people just queue up whenever, but it moderated limited time ways to get people to queue in and feel like it's kind of fair. Uh, is all they really have to implement. And I think the ideas are there. They just... They have to commit. Um, and it's a it's a difficult thing. And I don't see all Very the inner workings though. of their PvP. I don't talk to the developers who work on the PvP all the time. I don't know for sure. I know Yoshida's always excited about it. It looks like he's paying attention. It looks like he's being pretty serious about it. But I know he has to also be serious about everything else that's going on in game too. So it, it's it's not his only... Focus and it's not currently PvP is not the alluring factor that brings people into Final Fantasy 14. What while we like it and it's great, you uh, yeah. there's a lot. Well, Liffy, maybe you could prove me wrong, but I haven't no. heard anyone that said I saw PvP and I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 completely because it's because they play the game and they love Final Fantasy and they love PvP, so they're playing PvP inside Final Fantasy. The thing, the thing
2: with PvP is, and while <laughs> of course it's still an ongoing effort to bring in more new players. I think Final Fantasy is already at a fantastic spot in terms of uh, how many people play it and the way the community attracts new players currently. I don't think Final Fantasy needs another tool to bring in more players. What I feel like Final Fantasy needs at the moment, especially now this kind of bridge from current point to uh, the Dawn Trey release is something that keeps people interested in the game and that is something where PVP is kind of the the prime candidate mm-hmm. because it's essentially essentially it's a, li- a limitless time sink as long as you enjoy the competitive nature of PVP
0: i found yes. it. i found my in sorry go ahead go go, go. keep going keep going
2: <laughs> basically yeah uh, they, there's nothing that there's no reason for you to just stop PvPing at some point unless uh, unless you Burn get out, tired man. of playing it right you can you can try the different jobs you have the different roles uh there is so much to do it is quick queue up you don't need to find a friend group like for raiding for example you don't need to go to through party finder you can just plug and play and that's mm-hmm. a fantastic way of just spending some time in the game and the more people are aware that this type of content exists and the more people are aware that this type of content is really enjoyable, the more people are going to stick around even when their static takes a raid break because this content is cleared, everyone has their mount and all their weapons, etc. And I think that is the kind of the prime designation that for me, in my mind at least, PvP has in Final Fantasy at the moment. And I don't think you need to make it... You need to put it in a position where it's supposed to lure in players. If the yeah. PvP is good enough, it's going to do that automatically because word-of-mouth propaganda is going to tell people from outside to Final Fantasy PvP is insane. You need to play it, especially because it's so easy to get into. You literally just need to get to like... What, what was it? 35? Le- level 35? You don't even need 30. to finish the entire, account, right? entire game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally.
4: Grab the free trial, level to thirty, <laughs> get in PVP. No, you can't PVP on free trial. You can't PVP on free trial. They removed that.
0: Yeah, it used to be.
3: Used, used to be. I will
1: say that it's not a deterrent at least anymore. Oh, because yeah. Because it used yeah. to be that I would have people come into chat and stuff and ask, "What's the PVP like in 14? And I'd be like.
3: Well, well, Here's the thing. It,
1: listen, it's I, it's good. I love
0: I love feast. You want know, to know what I this know, shirt know, is? This shirt is a feast shirt. All right. This I'm says so the feast I, on the back of it. All right.
3: <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! To, you too. with feast. your Feast. Yeah. The feast. <laughs> listen,
3: I got. The, I, I know got the people other color. that loved. <laughs> I know
1: people that loved feast. Ate good while the feast was was open and available, you know, mm-hmm. um, I I always personally like I tried to play it And I I know if I had actually like really given more time to it I probably would have really engaged with it uh, mm-hmm. But because it was kind of in this weird limbo and because there were only really select niche Communities that were like very very invested in it or very competitive about it and because it just it it, it had a bit more hurdles to kind of grasping it, understanding it, working around it. Um, I think it oftentimes was not something that was super, super, uh a, a thing that the community would tout as being a component of the game and i've definitely heard that shift and f- felt that shift to some mm-hmm. degree um, and again this is not meant to be a knock of feast because i know a lot of people no, it's really okay. love it. We i'm
3: sorry it. we're <laughs> over it we're but, over it yeah
1: you know it's been very interesting being able to You're instead be like hey yeah. they revamped pvp there's a fantastic reward system there's a battle track that you can work towards there's all this other stuff they are introducing new maps they've been doing regular balance changes so it's finally a thing that isn't like a weird ah, well, okay, so the <laughs> kind <Yeah>. of thing <laughs> that you have to mention.
0: Sure. The, the, the barrier PV- of
2: entry is super low.
0: Oh yeah, you could get into PvP, and that's the most popular mode right now, is the casual mode of uh uh crystalline conflict. Most people want to do that in the casual queue. You'll see that to be active over almost everything else because it's just fun to get in there and play your character and jump in the air as a dragoon and hope you just snipe a few people who aren't paying right. attention, right? That that's like the big deal. Uh and people look for that all the time. Uh but I was talking about I found my inn, right? And we're talking about PvP being a repeatable piece of content, people holding current players to keep staying subscribed because they want to PVP as well. They have something to do. It's easy for them to get into. You know, Party Finder could kind of be like that too. Now, if you jump into prog parties, you have all these people who are just battling to do the mechanics who don't know what they're doing and you're trying to keep them alive as a healer and everything else. It, it's repeatable content. People are bad all the time. So <laughs> you could just easily jump in the Party Finder whenever you want, start healing. You have repeatable content for days. PVB could be kind of like that, too. Is
1: this this you trying to uh, get people to pug top with you?
0: (laughs) Pug top? No, I got my group. We're almost there. We're almost done with top. We're we're so close to top. uh, Clear. We're we're at the very end of it. Uh, And so in the next handful of days, we're actually going to clear that as a complete side note. But uh, yeah, no, I think i i will say this a billion times over and over and over again healing party finder is the most fun i've ever had in this game ever Prague parties in particular <laughs> uh because it's just so much fun uh you never know what you're gonna run into and I mean, pvp kind of re- uh gives you that same feeling you don't the players you have are gonna be different every single time well for the most part right against you with you whatever a team is always gonna be exactly the same you have a different map it's now seven and a half hours of a rotation for maps so you're going to have different maps a lot as well and it's going to change every single day uh and so it's it's uh it's where you could go in and you could have a new experience most times jumping into pvp and i think that's what people are looking for uh with the light party side of it it is so much fun to get your group and it, it feels kind of I guess in some environments it's can you kind of toxic with your teammates if you don't win a match or not, but you're you don't have as many I'm oh well, the guy I got queued up with is the reason I lost. It's your team right. and as a team if you win or lose. And that is a really cool thing to to be able to at least try to do is go in with a team of people yeah. you chose to be with, most likely, and uh, try to beat the other team. And we need more of that on an official capacity. The community is literally without the community doing it. The official capacity would never happen. But I think with the community like I, yeah, upholding that platform right now, it gives us a chance for Square Enix to take action and push it forward so yeah
3: uh
0: okay <laughs> we I, I, I agree 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 i agree. <laughs> i,
4: I
3: I'll, I'll add one more thing though sure so like go ahead.
4: um we did say that um, PvP, especially casual Q, is just, like, you just jump in and play. And I agree with that. And I agreed with, like, Square Enix is making it more um, engaging to keep playing with new maps and stuff like that. But the rank reward thing is still kind of, like, people will play and then, like, the season will die off because there is no, like, big, big reward for each season. Mm. Um, I-, I still don't really know how to feel about it So I-, I understand that, like, adding big rewards to Feast or um, Crystal Conflict could cause people to like cheat again and things like that so mm-hmm. it's just like a really tough thing but i mean um
0: that's a fair hurdle i mean the bigger you add prizes and that's the thing that like i worry about when doing events uh the bigger prizes you put in there the more you have to be on the outlook for malicious entities uh and it's it sucks and that's just anywhere in esports and any kind of competition you got to have systems in place to kind of track that stuff the community does a pretty decent job policing that within their events i think uh and i think uh they they're able to take it they're, they're able to look at a game and for the most part tell if someone's being off malicious right nothing too egregious mm. can really happen in those maps uh because everything's up to the peer review it's not up to uh square enix to come in and, and make a stance on it and so uh, that's why the world race stuff kind of works out pretty good in in most sense uh because we can kind of keep an eye on it we have everyone streaming we're watching their point of views there's not a right. lot of stuff that could... There's stuff that could go wrong, but we have the ability to try to police it. And then the community events, we have the ability to do that. Uh When they uh, release official tournaments and official stuff with Light Party, Square Enix is going to have to police it. It's not going to be the community policing it. So they have to build that kind of system as well, yes. right? I and agree, that's,
2: yeah. tough. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Um, Which, to be fair, it's not it's not that much of a step up to what's going on already right um hmm. like in terms of policing you don't have in-game chat during pvp anyway so you don't have to deal with kind of toxic chat behavior in the first place um, it's all in discord and everything else and everything else is gonna yeah, basically <laughs> nice game. else just nice gonna, game. gonna nice stay game. the same <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just teasing yeah. you. I'm sorry. Yes, Please exactly, Rock.
0: Exactly that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good match. Good, Good match. match. Like...
4: <laughs> but, um, I used thank you, by the way. So <laughs>
2: you're you're already you're already putting on a FanFest tournament. You're already you already have the foundation of competitive rulebook of competitive behavior and vetting players. Like if I'm if we're looking at the amount of teams that did not play in the CCRC. In both NA and EU, not just because of uh, country restrictions in in Europe, but also just their accounts being in bad standings. They're signing up on alt accounts because apparently that's a thing, and that Square Enix doesn't like that. And I talk to the players, and they try to explain it to me, and I still can't wrap my head around it and understand why someone would do it. So maybe, maybe people have been banned has, like, from the Final it, Fantasy
0: fourteen forums. A lot of people have been banned from the Final Fantasy XIV forums, and I don't think that looks like your account's in good standing. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of everybody, there could be—I don't commentary. know the explanation, but that's my first just jump to it—is like how many people I've talked to that have been banned from the forums. Uh,
1: really, keep your yeah. commentary constructive, fam. Keep it constructive. <laughs> yeah. If you have concerns about whether it's constructive, run it by a level-headed friend of yours and see if they go. That's that's bad. Don't say that.
3: And a lot Not of gonna... people.
0: It, it, PvP is an environment where people can get pretty salty, yeah. and you can say yeah. stuff, and Square Enix is a no-tolerance. You say stuff in Party Chat, you try to harass someone in any way, you, say, you, you try to make someone feel bad, you'll get something on your account. Um, Which, quite
2: honestly, is the right thing to do.
3: Yeah. like <laughs> having <laughs>
0: toxicity,
3: toxicity
2: has zero place in a community. You can argue that some cases of frustration etc might not necessarily warrant a ban from for, sure. from like tournament or anything along the lines everyone has a bad day sometimes i do yes. as well but ultimately ultimately toxicity has no space and having a zero tolerance stance on something like that is absolutely in my opinion at least justified and the right thing to do and i can't really feel sorry for someone that has been toxic and doesn't get to play because of it well hey if I, they can I, reform <laughs> give them a second chance definitely
0: but i'm 100% on remediation and fixing those those yeah. marks right and trying to figure out that way but they have to build these systems right this, this is something final fantasy 14 their team has had to like completely dive into uh really hardcore and um i got to tell you the na and eu side of pvp is different than the jp side of pvp i would assume I don't know. Maybe Brian, you have a little bit more insight to that, but like the communities overall, the it is a little bit different in just how players interact with each other. Um, I could be wrong, Brian. Do you do you have any corrections uh,
4: on that? And, and I don't really know how T B players okay. react to okay. each other in light party.
0: Okay, um. okay. I, I feel I feel like this is a guess. NA and EU pla- NA and EU players are a lot louder a lot more noisy probably. <laughs> a lot oh, more yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah probably needing, yeah needing I would someone assume... to kind of like say hey calm down dude or hey don't do that right they need a little bit more of that than jp players may need as well uh and that's just how it is
1: <laughs> i will say <laughs> right. to like dovetail off of what lithy was saying i mean i think it is something that's so important that in our spaces in any competitive space or any high threshold of performance space so that's even end game rating that's even that's anything right um some of those game modes can be the most exciting and most fun and it's a journey for everybody to learn how to deal with ourselves when we are presented with big challenges like that and the fact that oftentimes our victory or our defeat is not wholly our own responsibility but is also shared with others Um, And it's something that I've seen time and time again, a lot of discussions where folks who want to engage with the space are really worried because of its toxicity or really, really are hesitant about it. And that's something that like, we do have to all be very aware of. And if you want a competitive scene to grow and stuff like that, I mean, you have to be aware of how you conduct yourself and of course like we were saying like there are bad days but yeah. as someone who like used to i played competitive overwatch for ages i was obsessed with it it was what i started streaming on and part of what drove me away from playing it was that it eventually got so bad and so toxic that like if i was on mic and anyone even heard that my voice was feminine the things that would be said it mm. would like i i yep. genuinely I did not even expect the depths to which it got, and I was shocked. I was shocked, like, even being in the gaming space for as long as I have. So it's one of those things where, again, we have to make spaces that people would even want to be in. (laughs) And then we have to, like, learn how to conduct ourselves in those spaces. So I agree that, like, Square Enix's stance on those. On those instances is something that like they've been they've been very clear about across the board that I think does yeah. generally make our community better. But it's something too where like yeah we have to we have to realize that there are going to be moments where people get spicy and in competitive stuff it happens. But like you know be responsible for your behaviors. It's <laughs> like yeah try to make it a space that people want to be in because it's so much fun and it's really good. But like you yeah. have to. You have to maintain it, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I or think just, some of
4: the committee does a really good job too, like the yeah. revival Discord. It's pretty safe and clean for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: yeah, you are always going to have.
0: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I just wanted to, to throw in uh, something uh-huh. that made me really happy was to see just. I was uh, hopeless as well. I'm not quite sure. I hopeless. think every single team at FanFest uh, London was a mixed uh-huh. team.
4: Mm-hmm. With, with chaos and light or what do you mean
2: no uh, no, range, of yeah, male, male, uh oh. range of genders male male female uh-huh. and in between players yeah. and that is like for me coming from other competitive esports that's not a thing you don't see that really anywhere currently mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. super like super segregated and hmm Girls, girls are not competitive enough. Stuff like Dude. that. It's such oh a massive mantra. I don't know how just... bad it was
0: over. In, yeah. It, it, in, oh my god. Back in uh, not recently, we had at least I think we had one team from NA at the recent one that we did that had uh a, you know some level of mixed genders within the, the party, yeah. right? But like in uh God, it was 2018, and mm. I I remember bringing on uh Chile. a conversation about her experience and it was so just so bad like as immediately like the you know they were they're a really good team they're a really strong team but like they didn't win and all the comments were oh it's because you had a girl on your team you know oh, it was because the girl right and it was just like holy shit like, how, why are we still in this weird uh, stone age of the internet where we can't, like, get past these stupid comets? Yeah, uh,
4: and and the thing I have to say about that is, like, we sometimes we say, like, the 14 community is, like, totally wholesome. But, no, this happened in the 14 community. The, yeah. Yeah. There's bad apples here, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And it's not, not, see, it's not like it's overwhelming it's not everywhere in a community but they exist there's there's tons of little communities out there that have their own discords and all they do is just just circle around the same bs statements and comments and things just to make themselves feel a little bit better for whatever they're upset about they don't have a lot of weight but these things make them feel better uh and it's not good But i know why they exist right i know why people say these things i know why they're they're out there uh and it's always going to be there and that's why that's why square enix has to come in and have a firm stance and moderation and control and take it like really seriously when they're moving in uh, is that people are going to be whether they're saying things that are bad or whether they're doing things that are bad these people will always exist they're not no one's ever going to play the super uh you know trust game or you know uh where everyone is going we're going to go in everyone's going to be good no one's going to mess up, can't do it <laughs> there's always right, going to be a handful exactly. of people out there that are going to try to to screw over everything for everyone else so you have to have I that will- moderation.
1: I will say that hearing that story and then experiencing what we experienced on stage at FanFest EU, having a woman and a non-binary com- like commentator duo. Um, I now I have not looked at Reddit. <laughs> 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 now I have not drowned the internet, but yeah. I will say that every single word that I have heard has been kind. That's I have so heard good. nothing but support. I have heard nothing but excitement, enjoyment, delight. Like, and I, like I, I said this when I was on another podcast recently, but I think it bears restating again that I had the realization bef- before this that, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there was a, a, a moment where this happened, but as far as I know, um, we were the first woman and non-binary commentators to ever be on the FanFest stage and that was kind of startling to me when i was like wait how long have they been doing these and they've never and i was like wait hold on one second um mm. but like we mm. also had a greater diversity in the teams we also saw it right and everybody was sweet All of the, like, it was so wonderful to me. Like, fish. some of the players previously were on Revert PvP and they came up to me and they were like, we saw you in Wolves League and we loved your commentating. Do you remember us? We're the Lalafells. And I was like, oh my gosh, Like, you know, and everybody was just like that. Everybody was excited. I did not hear a single like, oh, well, these people are commentating or like, oh, like, and it was the same afterwards. So let that just show that, like, while there will always be bad apples in a community that, again, if we set the predominant tone to be accepting, diverse, welcoming, and to celebrate that within our community, it really does make change. Because, like, I was worried. I won't lie. Like, I mm-hmm. always worry about this. And I was worried. And Lithy's one of my very dear friends. And the two of us being up there, I was like, boy, I hope we don't have a lot of hate. Emails, <laughs> like, I really hope it's good when we get back. Yeah. And it was lovely, honestly. So,
0: I mean, that was that's my fear, too, right? Uh, you know, Brian, when we were going up on stage, I was just like, after we're done, people are going to say this was horrible, it was miserable. You know, I'm sure all the comments are going to be like, and the only positive stuff was like the stuff people feel like they're forced to say, right? Like, I gotta say, Frosty's my friend, let me just tell him he did a good job and everything else, <laughs> but it it was actually genuinely good comments from a lot of people and that felt yeah. that felt really good uh to hear that stuff and i'm sure there's a good handful out there you if you search you can find it but you have to search and you just got to tell yourself not to search right uh any place where anyone can comment uh freely there's going to be an anonymous account that pops up and says whatever they want to say to be just as horrible as they want to be, whatever our semi-anonymous, barely existing kind of user out there. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Reddit, <laughs> you know, a lot of these places will have uh, these kind of uh, people show up and that they just exist for the, you know, the reaction and to, uh, to say it. Uh, so I wouldn't think too much into it. Um, but yeah, you guys did great. From everything I understand, the, the reaction was really great. From the community, uh, you know, I'm very happy with the way that the community has responded to it. Because I'm concerned about that to a pretty decent degree ryan you're really involved in the pvp community like more than all of us i would say out of everyone in this call you're the most involved in pvp i feel pretty confident in saying that um i used to do a lot of stuff with pvp back in the feast days right we had a discord we had i had my own fun pvp drama whatever that would go through all that right we i went through all the reigns of being a pvp player and being really embedded with it um And so, uh, but I'm not as active, like, as uh, a lot of community is right now. Uh, And to have people still be accepting of me going on stage and still doing this stuff means a lot to me. Uh, Because this is stuff I love to do. uh, And I want to go out there and I want to do it. I want to do a good job. But I don't want to have a whole bunch of people angry at me for doing it (laughs) (laughs) from the responses that i've gotten no one was upset with any i mean there's probably a few people out there right uh but no one was like overwhelmingly upset like the community wasn't like oh, let's just, what the fuck are oh, they yeah, doing? No, no, are these no, people no. there. There's just like a handful of people out there, but for the most part, the community has been very supportive, and yeah. that means a lot to me. It really Yeah, does.
4: especially especially after the four of us done it, like everyone was like super duper positive, thought we did a good job from what I've seen. Yeah, beforehand, there was some negative, like some people were saying, like I sh- like I said earlier, I shouldn't have done it, it should have been someone else. But, you know, af- after they seen us do it, they thought we did a great job, so.
0: Yeah um and we i want to do that and i want there to be more stuff out there for the pvp community overall uh and there's a lot of really good people out there too that are also working as commentary they're also working with all this other stuff and they're building up and i'm i'm hoping that there could be platforms for everybody to kind of grow and do more stuff in the future but with such a limited platform that we have with square Enix right now we you know there's only so much room, but if they grow it, <laughs> we can get a lot more room for a lot more people to do a lot more stuff. Uh, a lot more things and i'm hoping okay. I'm hoping at some point I can get if things work out in some way, I can get Mog Talk to do more sponsored events for it and stuff and start growing outside. but it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work without the official support <laughs> where they're building stuff right. within the game and building that community itself. Uh, we need more. Uh, from that for a lot of these other things to grow as well yeah
4: yeah yeah i agree with that yes i so i i don't come from fighting games but i do like play a lot of fighting games and i've been part of like watching the FTC grow and stuff like that and they have like a ton of commentators all different personalities all different walks of life and that's that's great um lovely to see and i will love to see that here as well so that's why i'm always happy to see us bring new commentators as well coming up
0: yeah, I want to mm. see the PvP community that's working so hard to create a platform be rewarded for working so hard to keep this platform <laughs> going too, because uh, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's, it, it, I can't like I when I did C three, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just like how are you?
1: Oh, Frosty, you saw, didn't you? Did you see that? Um, Lil Wu got Yoshida to sign the controller that he won from that <laughs> yeah. tournament.
3: Yes! Yeah, it was
1: so cute. He cracked it. it open and yeah. like handed it to Yoshisad and Yoshida signed the side sign of it and it, everything yeah did he say anything so positive
0: about the controller i don't yeah he seemed
1: to like it he seemed okay. to like it okay
0: yeah. okay okay <laughs> that is amazing because the battle beaver gave those controllers and those were a big deal right and i i wanted Dang. to i'm so glad to see that you know what was also really cool i can't remember what was the what was the winning team for NA fed- <laughs> why am i blanking on the name oh lord oh no i'm, I'm blanking <laughs> on the name they're amazing Immediately
1: we all freeze uh, uh
2: that's to european to non-european for me sorry i know okay. i'm
1: like all i've had on my mind for the past handful of months right. are the EU teams.
0: this this I'm is sorry. you were there too so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but i don't remember i should
0: you guys you, you're i feel so bad about it that I am literally going and looking to see if I can pull the name because I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't be forgetting Holy it. Holy moly! Uh, because there's Bogyards and was it Bogyards? Oh, Wolfus, It was Wolfus, Wolfus, <laughs> Yes, Wolf-less. Wolf-less. Okay, Wolf-less. thank you. Bog- yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm gonna get railed. I'm sure people who are watching <laughs> this are gonna rail us for that. But Jesus Christ, so much has happened between in a fan fest and now. All right. uh but honestly, yeah.
1: I want to see Wolfis and Hopeless face off because that would be so hardcore. Hey, <laughs> <hey, hey, laughs>
3: global global, so global championship. Global
2: yeah, championship. yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, Virk Kiddens was there. Bog Yarsin was there. Uh, and I'll there see. was. And, and Team Gnosis. Yeah, yeah, Team Gnosis as well. Uh, but, yeah, when. Uh, they brought up, they, they came to me and they're like, hey, I'm using the keyboard. We won from the C3 event. <laughs> they were able to win. I was like, yeah, I'm doing something, right? It's not <laughs> a hard, But I provided I'm providing something. I'm giving people stuff that, uh, you know, they can. I want to do more of that. Uh, and I want to try to take advantage of, you know, the situation uh, that I've been granted by doing this for so long to help build out more PvP stuff if I can in the future. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work uh to get it going um and because you gotta just make sure you try to get as in tune as possible for what's currently happening within the pvp community and making an event that fits what the mode is right uh because it's not the same yeah. as other tournaments you can't just say all right here you go go good luck you have to actually look at the rules look at have an understanding of map rotations job uh rotations everything else and uh move forward with that yeah. but Oh, guys, it's already been an hour and a half, by the way.
1: It flew by. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah, this is it. Is so good to see all you guys. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. It would have been fun to have the four of us just hang out. I know. Uh, I wish next
1: we'll we'll make it happen. We'll We'll make it happen at some point. We'll we'll make
0: a way. We'll find a way. I wish
1: there was any way we could all finagle ourselves to JP. but no I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. That that is gonna be a tough one. Some people may be, be able to get over there, but I don't, it, it's, it's tough. Like I, yeah. uh, I would love for it to happen cause I think that would be really cool. But, uh, th- I'm, I can't even imagine what that fan fest is going to be. Uh, it's probably a huge deal to everyone over at SE as well. Uh, cause it's the final, you know, charge going into the expansion and the 10 year anniversary and everything else. Right. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how that goes. I didn't watch the JP semifinals. I know they had that recently. Like, uh, actually. You know,
2: last yeah. weekend, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't yeah. catch that either.
1: I need to I need to actually watch through it all. I only have seen snippets, but it was really good. Yeah. And the production quality was like very good. Very good. <laughs>
0: I mean that's home base. Yeah, <laughs> so <they gotta> have- <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Their commentator like goes to the office. So yeah, they like, have a,
0: a a really serious esports commentator like hardcore in the JPC and that's going over there. It's also like a comedian too. I think. I, I don't. Yeah, he, okay.
4: he did. He did JPFRC.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did oh. JPF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which I feel. I feel pretty good because I made that, to me, was a dumb video. I did the best I could, and I don't think I'd do a good job, but I made that PV. I remember back in the day uh, when we were doing the, the commentary for NAEU, and I was like, I don't want to explain Feast live to people. <laughs> and so I made a video, and I was like, can we just play this video? <laughs> they did it for NA and EU, and then they were like, hey, can we use your video for JP? And I was like... Okay, sure. And so I tried to make it look better and I gave them all the files and they translated everything to Japanese on it. And the dude live, live, uh, uh, I guess, spoke over the video, explaining everything that was happening in the video, explaining the mode and everything and presenting it there. And then they showed a little picture of me on the screen. I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was the closest I ever got to JP FanFest. The closest. (laughs) (laughs) I hope one day. I hope one day to make it out there though, um, but yeah, guys, it's. I'm glad we could all kind of have this shared experience and everything. It's uh, such a wild ride with this. I'm wanting to see more of it. I know they've done more some online events, kind of every once in a while. They've done like the community cup, right? NA community yeah, cup, the EU that. community cup. Hopefully, they start having more of those uh, throughout the year. So maybe we'll have two or three of those before the next fan fest. And at okay. least that would be something, too. Uh, but it would be nice to have something integrated within the system to help lead up to those Community Cups and those events. Because um, that yeah. would inspire people to keep teams, be like organized about it. I mean, we still have a team system in the game, right? It's still there, yeah. Well, <laughs> They didn't use it for That was anything. one of my questions.
4: <laughs> that was one of my <laughs> questions for the media, but they didn't get chosen.
0: <laughs> yeah um but is there anything else you guys wanted to go over about your experiences you know going on stage do working with the pvp stuff you know this whole journey that kind of got you there and maybe how you guys are even feeling after all of it anything you want to throw out there
2: i mean getting off of stage was a very mixed bag of feelings kind of the same same reaction you had frosty it's like oh my god this was Mm. horrible oh my god what happened where did we go wrong
4: (laughs) oh my god it was like
2: as soon as as soon as the adrenaline leaves your body it's like okay no this was actually pretty good i think we did a good (laughs) job and as soon as you got wound down, you got mic'd, uh, mic down, and got rid of all the tech stuff. You were back, uh, back on the media room, and then back out on 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 the floor. I was like, yeah, okay, no, this was great. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. As soon as I went down, I would start like I got out of, uh, like out of the area and everything else tonight. I was just constantly stopped hey great job hey you did great uh it was amazing. i was like this feels this is good thank you for all this right <laughs> this, this is really helping me out right now uh so a lot of people <laughs> yeah. stopped me to uh give me some nice. at least positive words uh we had uh, a
1: bunch of folks um this was so funny we were gonna go like eat and we were still in the outfits and everything and as we were like going to eat we just had like a wave of people come and want to take pictures with us and i was i was just like oh oh my gosh okay and as we were walking around like you were saying everybody was so supportive and kind and so excited about it and like that just feeds the soul it, it's so wonderful <laughs> it <does.
2: laughs> yes
0: yeah it it yeah. helps out a ton
1: by the way
0: what made, how did you guys communicate like were you just planning out this is exactly what we want to do with our outfits oh and everything else like what how did you oh come to that conclusion
2: I think oh. our, our outfit journey is quite the story because <laughs> Rook, you initially had a really cool idea that we wanted to do that didn't quite work out.
1: Next time, next time, next <laughs> time, we will get them to approve it. Um, it's not a what? secret, we can talk about it. Um, So <laughs> this past year, I have been learning Kimono Kitsuke, which is like where you learn the proper way to style and dress kimono. Um, mm. and I know this shop that does these incredible custom kimono. And so we were going to get, uh, two kimono, but with, uh, crystalline conflict design. <laughs> in,
3: in wow. red and, oh blue,
1: and then wear them. We were both like really excited about it, but because of the, I, 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 I think it's fine to, it measure.
2: was, it was too short notice basically too short
1: notice. Yeah. We would yeah. have had to, like, approach them months and months in advance with, like, actual visuals of them to get them approved, essentially. Ah, Got yeah. um, So just because of how it works with the offices communicating and JP offices having to sign off on things. Um, so then, we, yeah, we kind of, we ended up diverging to a different path where we wanted to do the different colors. Um, and, it, yeah, I was, I think it still worked out amazingly. Uh, you looked so good, Lithi. You look beautiful you guys your skirt. You look fantastic.
3: I <laughs>
2: Excuse 100%. me, your suit was amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, we we kind of ran with the with the color coordination. Like, i i knew, I knew, I, I at least wanted to do the kind of red and blue theme for uh, Umbrella and Astro. Um, and ultimately, it kind of just came down to, okay, Rook, what color do you want? I'll take the other one, basically. <laughs> and as we as we came up to the last few weeks to Fan Fest, uh, Julia and Kevin were like, "Hey guys." Uh, we're gonna do red and blue suits as well this is so yeah, okay, the entire that. commentary team was color coordinated, which was really cool so in the end That's I think
0: yeah was <laughs> I remember, good I remember when we were talking about it originally, Brian and I. I was like, I'll just do what I did last time. I shouldn't picture. It's like, man, your pants are so wrinkly. It's like, well, are you really gonna do I that? Said, I said baggy. So, oh, I it's said bag. It's like, oh man, now I gotta Brian go buy just... some pants, dude. No, I'm helping like, him.
1: Throw in shade, right? Oh, like, mm, Frosty, you can wear those baggy pants. Yeah. It's like, it's like, gosh darn it. And man. then, oh, and then, God.
4: and then I said, if you look bad, you make me look better.
0: So it's okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, Brian, your sense of style is always on point.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did great. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to go the route I'm comfortable with. I got my sports jacket on. I got my little FanFest gamer shirt, you know, underneath it. I got my nice, this time, nice pants.
3: Yes, it was great. (laughs) It did.
0: I had my... um, uh, my, uh, gosh, what do I even call this? I don't ever wear my, uh, the shoes. Gosh, was it was the I... Puma one? No, not, I didn't bring the Puma one. I did wear the Puma ones around. They were nice. I still have them. I wear them around, around every once in a while. Uh, but they're the, just the basic, uh, nice dress school shoes. What do you call them? <laughs> <sighs> Why am I so old loafers? and stupid? Not loafers. Um, the, uh, gosh, just, start, start just, just,
2: just your standard suit shoes basically
0: sort of yeah i would have to
2: have an actual name
0: yeah i'm sure
1: they do somewhere i just don't i don't know that
0: my my brain isn't working anymore though uh but i I wore that and i felt pretty good about it i felt like i i looked fine i was happy with them and brian dressed up the way that he was it would turn out we were kind of blue versus red at that point that was pink (laughs)
3: are you
1: we're in the off color off. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what we should have actually done yeah. is a follow-up podcast where Brian just scored our looks and tore <laughs> us a new oh,
4: Yes, yes. Everyone <laughs> uh, was amazing and great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, um, I guess just Frosty to circle back to what you were saying. Like final thoughts about FanFest. Um yeah. Aside from the garments and everything else, I just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I my gosh, how do I even encapsulate the feelings that I want to put into words? Um, You know, it's wild to me because the first time I ever commentated was for you. It was for World First Race. And uh, it was, I had no idea what to expect. And from there, it just like took off with, you know, having a lot of opportunities to be able to do this and discover such a passion for it. And I mean, of course, uh, Brian, with like all your knowledge in the PvP scene, that's all stuff that I've sponged up. And I'm like, yes, let me sneak in. <laughs> but like also with Lithy, who, again, is just an incredible friend and somebody that I have been so lucky to co-commentate with so much with your experience and um, all the knowledge that you've shared that, again, has just been such an asset. Like this whole journey and all of its steps from the day that I bought this game <laughs> to deciding to stream it. To falling in love with this world and the community, to discovering a passion for something like commentating in these big large scale events and entertainment events that we have, it's unbelievable to me that just the decision to play this game that I love has every single step has led me here <laughs> <laughs> and to like to stand on the stage with everyone um and to know that you know frosty even though you couldn't be at eu to know that you were there in spirit you know we messaged and mm-hmm. um to have everybody there and even when you were both casting and i like came up at the front of the stage and i was like <laughs> 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 before you started like it's incredible to me because yeah like what you what people might have seen was just us on the stage at FanFest. Maybe they don't know anything about our content creation, but ultimately we are players and we loved this game and we fell in love with it and it was one of the greatest honors of my entire journey in in life to be on that stage and to share that stage even internationally with with all of you. Um and to know that even if we don't realize that the journeys that we take in games we love are so worthwhile and a single interaction, a single kind word with anybody that I met that weekend, or even just a smile exchanged with something that I just treasure because the love this game has given me back in ways that I can't even quantify has made such a difference in my life. The people it's brought me in contact with, um and the steps that have brought me here. Uh, it's I, this is messy. it's just like, no, no <laughs> my like genuinely, I dreamed of going to FanFest for so many years, and for the year that I got to go to my first FanFest to also be a year that I was on the stage and that I shook Yoshida-san's hand was something that like, truly was one of the most humbling and most amazing- i getting emotional about everything, this is just who I no. am. I'm just <laughs> remembering-
2: just like... I'm just remembering us walking back from the photo <laughs> session afterwards and you were like,
0: oh my god, I shook his hand, I'm never washing this again. <laughs> That's a dirty <laughs> hand you have there, Rook.
1: I had to be so professional, but all I wanted was a picture with yoshino Oh my god,
0: I was the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like... So, you know, we waited until the appropriate moment, we were allowed to do it, we were allowed, you know, but, like, I am so in awe of what he has done in this game, and of, of the whole team, and, um, yeah, as, I, I, I can't, I won't babble anymore, but really genuinely, the depth of emotion that I feel for this game, and the amount of love I feel for this community... Um, and the extreme honor that this was, was just incredible. And I don't know, I mean, with all of you, it's probably, we all processed it in different ways. Um, and it's easy to feel that self-consciousness when, you know, you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm just one nerd that loves this stupid game. Like, (laughs) why, why did I get to do that? You know, like, but at the same time, it was incredible seeing all of us up there and all of you and being there with the community. And I'm just so grateful beyond words. Um, yeah.
0: you know, uh, you deserved it. But by the way, Rook, 100%, I, you know, I, a lot of stuff that I do, like the world race, everything else, I just wanted to do it. Cause a, a lot of community commu- convinced me, right? I had a lot of inspiration to push forward and try to organize and make it work and figure it all out. And you guys coming on and doing your part just to be there. It's really just, all I'm fucking doing is offering a, a, a spot for you to talk you did everything. <laughs> it was just there, and you you did all the work. So everything that you've gotten ever is because of you, Rook, and you being there. Uh, so I appreciate you saying that one hundred percent. I was talking to uh, what was uh, I was talking to Alex and I was talking to Husky uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, and we we're talking about uh, you know a similar thing with them going on stage mm-hmm. and, and doing all this stuff. Uh, and I told him you know they weren't on stage just for themselves they were on stage for the community right they they, their representation for the final fantasy 14 community so it meant a lot for everyone to see them on stage and i feel like there's a lot of people in the final fantasy 14 community that feel the same way about you Rook. and you know liffy uh brian all you guys and yeah. 100 seeing you up there is seeing the final fantasy 14 community on stage and it is uh of shared experience for a lot of people. I uh, when you saw Alex uh, Alex Mukalo, and uh, Husky on stage, it felt good, right? Yes. So that similar feeling exists uh, in the positions you guys were in as well. I'm certain of it, so. Um all right, good luck Brian Liffy. Follow it up. <laughs>
1: oh uh, that's like brian and fashion i'm going to be ranking you all on your no, no, no no please do <laughs> <not. laughs>
4: but no i will say though i i definitely appreciate you guys a lot um lithi we did the eu commentary for the community cup together and you yeah. helped me a lot like improve because you know this is something i just like i've been a pvp guy but i never did commentary at that level until you helped me so I appreciate you a ton. Frosty, we've been together in the PV community <laughs> for so yeah. long. And if yeah. it wasn't for you, a lot of stuff that I've done wouldn't have happened, like making the Discord. And I no. I, I feel that way. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> At least. And then Rook, we've been like streamer buddies for a long time, Ethernet stream team, and you've always been so kind and supportive to my content. So appreciate you. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then being on stage, yeah, it was craziest things i've ever done um i was super confident about it the only nerves i had was like the technical stuff but i'm super happy i did it and definitely i felt like i was representing not only the pvp community but like black people (laughs) because there's not a lot of minorities in um gaming in general um funny enough the, the you know we had like hair and makeup people I wasn't sure, like if they would be able to do oh, my
0: okay. hair. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You were very cautious about that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Luckily, they had like someone who was just like a local to Vegas, and she's like, "Yeah, I got you." And they did great. Yeah,
0: they did my hair too. I was like, "All right, you know, I might have some scalp showing. I might be a little bit shiny here." And they just went the town and just made sure I didn't look too stupid up there. And I was, I was very, very happy about it. So they went. They even took a lint roller and they were getting all the lint. Off and they were just making sure oh I, my I was God. like
3: Fancy.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very they, satisfied. So they, they they like trimmed your facial yeah, hair They're they, like a facial hair. Like it's crazy right now. They like made sure it was cleaned up a little bit. And I was just like, man, I am very lucky for these people <laughs> to try to make myself look better for this quick moment while I'm on stage. Uh yeah. I, I was stubbly,
4: so they didn't touch my facial hair. But yeah, they were mm-hmm. they were super great. And I was super happy that they actually had stuff for my hair and my tone um
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah I, I you know yeah. big big thank you to square enix for the opportunity
0: yeah all right Liffy. <laughs> oh,
4: God.
3: it's all you <laughs> uh, it's
2: like there's much left to say that that <laughs> has been already said you know right yeah. um no it's I, I very much share the Sherry sentiment. Uh, it was a crazy experience. It was absolutely magical. I'm forever grateful for the opportunity for you guys being along the for the journey and uh, at my side, or letting me be at your side. It's like uh, the same vein that I'm able to maybe give some input and some uh, some some. I- inspiration for commentary i'm Mm -hmm. learning from you guys in regards to the community the pvp itself how the game works and just chatting and sharing experiences just means so much and i'm so grateful that everyone is so open to that and of course being able to be kind of my own person for representation as well having people come up to me afterwards and uh, tell me that they're incredibly incredibly happy that someone someone like me was on stage uh, for this It's, it's just it warms my heart it's the reason why i do this and it's it's just i'm just very glad i am in the position where i'm able to do something like this and i'm forever grateful for that
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful, you know, for all of you guys for being a part of everything that we've been doing in the community recently too. We've been, you know, mock talks on a lot of stuff. <laughs> and without you guys being involved in the world race, even with the C3 stuff and everything else, uh, it wouldn't be near the quality, uh, that it was. So you guys all deserve all everything that you've gotten and <laughs> where you are right now with, uh, you know, being on stage and everything else. And I'm hoping more of that comes your way as well, uh, because it's still well earned and deserved. Um,
2: next one we'll do it together there we <laughs>
1: go yes. can you go. imagine just like all four of us are, like what if they like we, like, we switch out or, like, i don't know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Figure out how all four of us go and commentate yeah well all four of us go to the jp side right and then we're all commentating right here and then brian and i are commentating for uh you know team umbra and then you guys are doing an astral and we're just sitting there i'm like yeah 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 and we're all just like cheering but then when the other team like does something great we're just like oh it looks like they're getting kills and everything else and they're <laughs> sort of like oh, <laughs> and that thing where like the home team that comes biased uh, casters yeah the biased that casting would never
3: happened <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it look i'm just saying there's a way even if you know we like rotated hosting commentate i don't know it would be amazing bring out JP action or just whatever. It would just be fun. It's just great.
0: (laughs) I am personally hoping that the PVE competitive scene makes it some way to FanFest or some bigger scene or something so we can commentate that as well. Cause that is something that i'm extremely passionate about and i think uh I, brian's not we can you know it's whatever
3: <laughs> yeah brian can get out like yeah. the rest
0: of the <laughs> us
4: <laughs> no, the but... bigger the game
0: is the bigger pvp would be too so please <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but thank you all for coming on and talk to me today as well this has been a fantastic conversation i'm glad we had a second to kind of catch up and go over stuff um, you know, this is a huge highlight. And then we have the JP Fanfest coming up around more information, then we're gonna have Don Trail and a Holy Crap. They already said they're, they're gonna have more criterion, more savage, more ultimates, and maybe even more. Maybe we'll even do deep dungeon racing at that point. Right? Because they're gonna have new deep dungeon. There's gonna be so much to do that we're gonna be very active. I'm gonna be trying to provide as much of that scene as I can. Uh and uh I have Recently, due to the Criterion stuff, figured out a lot of stuff with uh, stream uh, controls going through chat commands and remote controls and stuff. So there's a possibility for events overall to evolve. But we will see. I'm I'm super excited for the future, and hopefully for you guys, for all the people who are inspiring to do commentary and everything that's in the PvP communities, PvE communities, everywhere, uh, that we can create something that's really cool within the next uh, couple of years, because it's going to be a wild ride coming up i know we're in a lull but this is all prep for the the burst that's happening here yeah, uh, oh, yeah. all right guys well i'm gonna go ahead and wrap up we're gonna uh get this on youtube as soon as we can uh i thank everybody for coming and watching and listening to us kind of chat up and talk you guys have been fantastic as well and uh until next time we'll see y'all later everybody say bye and wave bye,
3: bye. Thanks for having us. bye. <laughs>